podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor podcast. My name is Scott and in this episode we're going to look at the top players to target in game week 17 on Sun Dream Team. This is going to be the last video this side of Christmas as well. A busy, busy fixture list coming up. And this is the fixture grid from ffstuff.co.uk. So we've got game week 17 all the way through to game week 20 up on the screen. Uh, we're currently recording this on Wednesday. So we have one Carabao Cup fixture left to play, which is um, West Ham Liverpool this evening. And we also do have Brighton and Crystal Palace in the Prem tonight as well, uh, or tomorrow, sorry. But they're the last two games in game week 16. In game week 17, we do have a Premier League uh, double game week and it's for all teams apart from Manchester City who are at the Club World Cup. Um, Brentford, who were due to be playing Manchester City and then obviously Brighton and Crystal Palace. Their game was on a Thursday, so it's fallen into game week 16. So they don't actually have a double game week in game week 17. Um, but everyone else apart from those teams do. Um, Fulham, Chelsea and Middlesbrough. Uh, they will have a double game week now in game week 19 and game week 20. They're teams that have qualified uh, from the Carabao Cup yesterday. And then obviously Liverpool and West Ham still to play tonight. They, or the winner of that game, will have a double game week in game week 19 and game week 20 as well. Uh, the first leg and the second leg of the Carabao Cup semi-finals. Uh, so we'll have to wait and see who gets through out of West Ham and Liverpool in that one. Um, so... Game week 17 then, Premier League double game week, uh, minus City, Brighton, Brentford and Palace. Uh, City played a Club World Cup final um, on Friday, which is one hour before the Dream Team deadline. I was thinking that we might be able to see whether or not Haaland would be in that squad and then it would help us decide whether or not we'd put Haaland back in our teams. But he wasn't in the squad for the first um, round of the Club World Cup. And I didn't know, but it was a rule that if you're not in the first round, you can't play the final. They got through to the final, but Haaland won't be in the squad for the Club World Cup. So I have a feeling we're not going to have any more um, idea whether or not Haaland will be available for that Everton game. And because there's quite a big gap between the first um, games of the deadline and then that Everton game, oh, I really don't think we're going to get any updates on Haaland at all. So it's going to be a big decision to make whether or not we bring Haaland back in. Or if you've got Haaland already, whether you just leave him or decide to take him out for someone, maybe like a Watkins or a Son. So that's the significance of that. Um, game week 17 then, Premier League double. Game week 18 is just a single game week for most Premier League sides. Although we do have Everton. Again, having a double game week, they've got Wolves and Crystal Palace. The Wolves game is the Prem, Crystal Palace is in the FA Cup. And Crystal Palace face Brentford in the Premier League and Everton in the FA Cup. I think that's on a Thursday evening. So it's actually, all the FA Cup games are typically in game week 19, but because they're on a Thursday, they've been put into game week 18. That's why it looks a little bit confusing on the fixture ticker from ffstuff.co.uk um, and then like I said game week 19 it is just showing as a double game week on the screen at the minute uh, everyone's got an FA Cup game that week but the teams that have qualified through to the next round of the Carabao Cup semi-final they'll play their first leg in game week 19 and in game week 20 
currently down as just a single Premier League, but the second leg will get put into that one as well. So that's a bit of a breakdown of the fixture grid and where the double game weeks might fall. Now, teams to target in this video, and I'm pretty much going to just keep it to um, teams with double game weeks this week or teams with the best double game weeks. And then I'm just going to come towards City at the end as well because Manchester City do just have the Everton game, but it's just a bit of a weird scenario where they're in this Club World Cup. So the teams that I'm going to cover in this one, uh, Manchester City I'll come to at the end. Manchester United, I'm going to leave them. They've got... Um, a double game week against West Ham away and Aston Villa at home. But I don't really think there's that many players that I'd like to target from them. Arsenal, I'm going to feature them. Liverpool away, West Ham at home. Liverpool have got Arsenal at home, Burnley away. We'll touch on those. Newcastle have got a good looking double game week. Uh, Luton away from home and then Forest at home. But of course, they've just been eliminated from the Carabao Cup and have got a few little problems with the squad with injuries and stuff so we'll, we'll cover them. Aston Villa have got a really good double game week so Sheffield United at home, Man United away. Chelsea also, Wolves away from home, Crystal Palace at home. Um, I'm not going to cover Brighton so they just got the single against Tottenham this week so I won't be covering them. Tottenham have Everton at home and Brighton away. Uh, I think there's some good players that we can target there. Fulham, I've not, I'm not going to go into Fulham actually, but they do have good fixtures. Burnley at home and Bournemouth away. I just don't think there's that many players that I'd really like to look at from Fulham at the moment. So I'm not going to put them in this video. Um, and then West Ham will be the other one that I cover. So West Ham, they do have a tough double. So it's Man United at home and Arsenal away from home. But I quite like the way that West Ham play against these bigger sides. They're quite a good counter-attacking side. Um, we'll come on to it, but Bowen's got a good attacking uh, or goal scoring record against some of these bigger sides as well. So we'll cover West Ham. Everton have got a double, but it's Spurs and it's Manchester City. I really don't like the look of that double, so I'm not going to cover those. Burnley, Fulham and Liverpool. Again, Burnley haven't been great. Crystal Palace have a single. And then the rest of the teams, again, there might be some assets there, but I don't think they're people we're going to want to have long term. You've got Wolves have got Chelsea, Brentford. Forest have got Bournemouth, Newcastle. Sheffield United have got Villa, Luton. Bournemouth have got Forest and Fulham. You might like the look of Solanke there, but I think that's just about it from Bournemouth. And then Luton have got Newcastle, Sheffield United. Um, so Arsenal, um, good form, uh, slightly tougher fixtures. Liverpool, West Ham, but I still think we want to target them. Liverpool, tough Arsenal game, but then that Burnley game looks like one that we really would want to target with the attacking players, maybe the defenders as well. Newcastle's looks good. Villa's looks very good. Chelsea's form is still questionable, but they've just picked up that win, even though I do think it was maybe slightly fortunate. Um, but their fixtures do look good, and they can have extra games as well now they're through to the next round of the Carabao Cup. So we'll spend a bit of time on Chelsea. And then West Ham, like I said, tough games, but good counter-attack inside. So we'll cover them. We'll kick it off with Arsenal. Um, that's not my bias. Uh, I just think it's a... Fairly decent double game week. It's a bit challenging. You've got Liverpool away, West Ham at home. But Arsenal had an impressive 2-0 win against Brighton, which did, on paper, look like a very tough game. Uh, I think we were probably quite fortunate that Brighton have just had that um, sort of must-win European fixture that they've done well in, whereas Arsenal were already through. They could rest a few players. Uh, I think Arsenal definitely went into the game fresher, and I think it showed. But it was a dominant win, 2-0 against Brighton. Looking at the fixtures long-term, 
Liverpool away, West Ham at home, Fulham away, Liverpool at home in the FA Cup, and then Crystal Palace at home. So we actually play Liverpool um, three times between game week 17 and game week 22, which is uh, not ideal. Um, I think two of them games, they'll probably have Salah available, but then I think he will potentially be missing the next Premier League um, tie, which could be good for us. But all in all, I think the run is still pretty good and Arsenal are on good form. Uh, defensively, they're looking good and their attack is starting to click as well. So also had 26 shots against Brighton. Uh, Brighton just had the six in that game and it really does look like the attack is looking good for Arsenal. Saka didn't get an attack in return in this game. It did look like he was going to get given an assist. It was showing, um, but it did come off. I think it was Van Hecker's head um, and it was taken away. So just the five points for Saka. One bonus, one shot on target. Quietish game, but he's still on 181 points and he's 14 points behind Haaland now in second overall. So I imagine most people have got Saka in their team, but if you haven't, I still think he's a great person to put in. Defensively, I'd still say Saliba. Uh, I've said it most weeks, to be honest. Saliba at 3.8 is still leading the way in Arsenal defence, um, the highest scoring defender for Arsenal. Uh, ben White, there was always arguments that Ben White was slightly better, but not worth the money, but he's looked a little bit off lately. Uh, there is rumours that he's carrying an injury. Um, I think the only sort of backup we've got to Ben White at the minute is Cedric as well, so we're not wanting to rotate him. He does look like he's struggling a little bit, um, so I don't think it's worth going for the more expensive option in Ben White. I think Saliba's just perfectly fine if you just want to go for one. I'm then going to mention Erdegaard at 5 million. So Erdegaard and Martinelli in this recent game, I've got the Brighton-Arsenal uh, match centre up on the screen from FF Stuff. It looks on points that Martinelli had a much better game than Erdegaard, but honestly, Erdegaard was so good in this game. I'm surprised that he only came away with four points, but on the eye test, he was just doing so well. So he played so many good through balls. Um, he was having shots from range. He really did look on it in this game. Whereas Martinelli um, actually came away with seven points and got three bonus points. But I feel like it was just a little bit deceiving. Martinelli was completing a ton of dribbles, but it wasn't really getting anywhere and sort of lacked a bit of end product um, over the last few games, actually. He's got just the two goals and one assist in his last 10. Um, whereas Erdegaard didn't get that many points in this game. But after watching the game, I think it's looking like Erdegaard's the guy that's uh, going to get more points in this run of fixtures, in my opinion. So I'm going to say Erdegaard at 5 million, probably behind Saka, is the next best attacking option. Um, he just looked very good in this game. Martinelli at 4.5, definitely still a decent option. Um, but that is just one thing that I've noticed. His end product, his crossing has been slightly off lately. Um, obviously, his dribbling is always good. But it just seems to be lacking that little bit of end product. So that's why I'd say Erdegaard, then Martinelli at the moment. Um, Gabriel Jesus has been interesting because in his last eight games, he's got four goals and three assists which is pretty impressive. Seven attacking returns from his last eight. Um, he's on seven goals and four assists for the season. And he's actually only been benched once since he's come back from injury. So must be fully recovered uh, from that injury. And now it seems like that attack is starting to gel with um, Jesus, Saka, Martinelli, Erdegaard, and even Kai Havertz as well, um, who's... Um, since international break in seven games has got 
uh, four goals, I think it is. Um, so even Kai Havertz is starting to score goals now. Um, I still don't think I'd pick him. I think if you did pick Havertz, it would still be in punt territory. But I'm quite impressed with how he's been playing lately. I'm starting to believe a little bit that he could be a good asset um, long term or or in the future, rather. I wouldn't pick him right now, but I'm just getting a little bit excited about Havertz. But Gabriel Jesus, he has looked impressive. It's just the 5.4 that's a bit off-putting because you have got someone like Ollie Watkins at 4.6. But if you do want a differential, I do think Gabriel Jesus could be a good one to go for. I think his ownership should be pretty low. Um, overall, Gabriel Jesus is selected 2.3%, um, so that really would be a differential. So overall... They're my best options from Arsenal. Saka and Saliba are the standouts. And I think they are in a majority of teams at the minute. Um, but if I was going for a second attacker at Arsenal at the minute, it would be Erdegaard, um, probably closely followed by Martinelli. On to Liverpool, um, who will obviously be playing Arsenal and are playing West Ham in the Carabao Cup this evening. So obviously the implications of winning that, they will get extra games in 19 and 20. Uh, 19 will be would end up being a double game week um, with Arsenal as one of the games and then Bournemouth in game week 20. But overall, they've looked right, but they struggled against Manchester United. Um, at Anfield the other night, was frustrated to a nil-nil. I thought it was quite a poor attacking display, actually. Um, good defensive scores throughout, but they really did struggle to break down Man United. Um they have got some tough fixtures coming up. So West Ham, obviously, tonight. Arsenal, Newcastle, Arsenal again. But you've got that Arsenal and Newcastle game in the Premier League are both at home. So I do still think they will be the favourites for that. Um, Trent Alexander-Arnold, 5.7 million. Again, him and Salah, a bit like how Saliba and um, Saka are the standout options. I think Trent and Salah are quite clear um, for Liverpool at the minute. But Trent at 5.7. He's now the top defender in the game. Highest points. He's played four games less than Kieran Trippier, um, but has one more point now. Um, two goals, seven assists. And he actually hit maximum bonus points in this game against Manchester United. So five bonus points. Finished up on 14 points. And he had just the three tackles, one big chance created. Um He's eighth highest for bonus points in the game now uh, on 23 bonus points. So he seems to be scoring quite well for bonus as well as um, the typical upside of Trent of goals and assists. Um, 11 bonus points in his last three games. So Trent really is in good form. And although he is playing Arsenal, Newcastle, um, even if they do concede, I'm quite confident that he will still manage to get bonus points. So I think he's still a good to, um, target. If you can't quite reach Trent, um, for budget reasons, I still think Simakas and Virgil van Dijk are okay. Um, Simakas, I think, should still be okay until into January when Robertson's due back. Um, and then Virgil van Dijk, he's looked pretty dangerous actually recently. I think he does look back to his best. He had two shots on target, I think it was, in this game. Um, and obviously he had that good combination with uh, Trent for the Sheffield United goal a few weeks back. Um, and I think it was almost that repeated uh, link up, I think it was a cross or a, a corner from Trent Alexander-Arnold and a Virgil van Dijk header, which was quite close. So I almost saw that happening again. Um, Salah at 6.6. Now, again, I guess most people have got Salah, um, but he will be going to AFCON 
uh, fairly soon. It begins on the 13th of uh, January. Um, and it's expected that he'll probably play the FA Cup game against Arsenal and then go. So he's likely to miss the Bournemouth game in game week 20, as far as I'm aware. Um, I still would want to hold him up until the very last minute. But yeah, you've got, if you haven't got him, that I'd only end up bringing him in now, I think, if I had no other fires um, to put out. But there are good games in there. Uh, Burnley away in particular, that looks a good one. But Arsenal home and Newcastle home might end up being quite tight games. 50% owned at the minute, but with Haaland, if Haaland ends up being out longer and people have got Haaland, I think the logical um, swap would end up being potentially to Salah. So you would have to be careful of that if you haven't got Salah already. He's on 14 goals, 8 assists. Um, other attacking assets, though, from Liverpool. Uh, we started the season, or even just a couple of weeks ago, looking... At all the good attacking options they've got, but actually Darwin Nunes, um, who was my fouled 10th man recently, 10th uh, tw man, 12th man, um, in his last 10 games, he's only got two assists and no goals. Uh, so Darwin Nunes hasn't been great. I think he's on four yellow cards as well. And I thought it was, I think he was quite lucky, really, in this game against Man United. Dallow was sent off for two yellow cards. Um for descent, I think it was, basically mouthing off to the referee. He got two yellow cards for kind of the same incident. Um, but Diaz went in, with, went in with a bit of an elbow on Evans, then booted the ball anyway and had the shot, and then still had a go at the linesman as well. So, I mean, if the, the rules applied to Dallow in that way, I think Nunes might have been lucky that he didn't get a second yellow as well in that. But overall, he's been disappointing. Um, and then Luis Diaz as well. Um, in his last 10 games, he has just the two goals, but no assists. So with Salah going away quite soon, um, you would like to really see either Diaz, Nunes, or maybe Gakpo off the bench start to get some attacking returns to sort of um, lift some of the load off of Salah when he goes. But yeah, overall, I don't think I'd be looking now at Darwin or Diaz um, until we see a little something from them. Newcastle up next. Um, so again, they've got a good run of fixtures here. They could have had more fixtures if they'd have gone through in the Carabao Cup. Um, I think quite a few of us were hoping that they they would, just in terms of dream team assets, but wasn't to be. Uh, conceded a late goal, um, a Mudrick goal from a Trippier mistake. And now all eyes on Trippier because he has made quite a few mistakes recently. Um but yeah, Fulham, they beat Fulham 3-0. And I think maybe it might have been a more difficult game. Fulham were in good form, but obviously Raul Jimenez got an early red card, which basically changed the game. So it was a pretty standard 3-0 win against Fulham. Uh, they had Miley scored, Almiron and Dan Burns back, back on the score sheet with 15 points. Um, Dubravka getting a clean sheet, so really cheap goalkeeper there. A lot of people benefiting from that. Um, you had Bruno Gomerez got an assist and actually got five bonus points in that game, which is really impressive, the maximum. Um, and then Anthony Gordon with an assist and eight points from that one. But then the Newcastle game against Chelsea was quite disappointing. Um, so you did have Callum Wilson scoring in that one, seven points for him. He's playing a lot of games at the minute because um, I've got Isak in my team and he was 
left out completely of both squads this week. He's got an injury problem. And so I got a big fat zero from Isak this week. Sat there doing nothing for me. Um, and then they had a few sort of injury concerns. So you had um, Anthony Gordon went off in this game on the 52nd minute. Apparently it was just the after effects of a bad tackle from uh, Caicedo. And then you also had Kraft who was playing at right back. And um, Trippier, although he was um, suspended from the last game, he was benched in this one, maybe given a bit of an extended rest, but he had to come, come on at half time. Um, so not ideal, and obviously it went on to make that mistake. So not great there. You had um, Botman started this game, come off in the 45th minute, but apparently that was planned anyway. So no injury concerns with Botman. Um, and then you just had Lascelles and Livermento starting in that back line. So they are starting to get a few defenders back. And maybe we can see a few more clean sheets in this run. So Luton and Forest in game week 17. Apart from the sort of question marks around where Trippier's head's at, um, or whether it's burnout, fatigue, injury, I still think Luton away and Nottingham Forest at home look like good fixtures for clean sheets. Game week 18, though, is away at Liverpool, which looks tough. They've then got, in game week 19, the massive derby against Sunderland. And then game week 20 is a tough one against Manchester City at home. So starts off good in game week 17, but then some tougher ones. But they don't have Carabao Cup to worry about now. And obviously Europe, they're out, but is over as well. So maybe now, um, without so many competitions, they might be able to get some players back. Dubravka, 1.6 million. So 12 points from two games this week. I think everyone that had him will be happy with that. Um, and everyone that doesn't have him like me will be looking at whether or not they can get him into the team. So he was very close to having two clean sheets. Um, obviously, that late mistake from Trippier cost them the clean sheet. And then they went on to lose on penalties. But I think for the price, it makes complete sense to get Dubravka in. There's obviously a chance that they might try and get someone in in January. But with two transfers a week, I think you just get him in. And then if that happens... You fix it when it when it comes to it. Um, looking at some of the other options, um, I did think about maybe just going to a premium goalkeeper. I've got Kelleher currently, who I need to get rid of. I did think about going to a premium goalkeeper, but the Bravka's basically half the price of some of these guys. Um, and I'm not convinced that these premium goalkeepers are going to score twice the points. So I just don't think it really makes sense. So... I think Dubravka is still going to be a good pick for this run, and I'm pretty sure that I'm going to end up bringing him in. Um, Trippier at 5.2. Now, I'm going to put him in despite all the question marks around what might be going on with him, um, his poor form or anything off the pitch. He was suspended for Fulham. He was forced to come, off, uh, come on at the 45th minute and made this error, but I think that Eddie Howe will probably try and play him through and play him back into form rather than pull him out completely. Um, so I still think he will be a good player to have for this game week 17. Um, Bruno Guimaraes at 3.7 million. Um, he's the new bonus king. He's on 34 bonus points. Um, got the maximum of five in that Fulham game. He does only have one goal, three assists for the season. But he is in the top six for tackles. And like I said, top for bonus. So it's the tackle points and the bonus points that are really boosting him up there. Um, 
might have been lucky that there's not VAR in this Carabao Cup because put in a nasty challenge. Uh, he's a bit of a nutcase. Um, but no VAR, so must have known what he was doing. Um, Livramento at 2.9 million. Now, my initial thoughts of Livramento was that with Byrne coming back, Botman coming back, the, the defence starting to take shape again, that maybe his um, minutes might start to run out. But actually with Trippier's current form, maybe he gets minutes at right back when Trippier needs a rest. And also Dan Byrne is covering at centre-half quite a lot because, um, well, well Lascelles hasn't had a rest in ages. Uh, Fabian Scher went off in that Fulham game in the 14th minute, um, clutching his arse or clutching his hamstring. So I think Dan Byrne might still play some minutes at centre-back, which means Livermento is going to keep playing either right-back or left-back. Um, and he's been doing such a good job when he is playing. Um, he started eight games in a row now, um, and... He's got 16 bonus points from 17 games so far this season. So maybe if you're looking to get Trippier out, but you still want to have a bit of Newcastle cover, um, I think Livermento is still a very good pick. If you're enjoying the video so far, please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel if you're not already. If you're listening on podcast platforms, give us a follow and a like on there as well. And Monday evening, I recorded an episode with the Dream Team Tonic podcast. Uh, we had special guest Connor join us as well. Um, do check that one out. Uh, what we do is we have a Patreon community and we go live to the Patreon community on Monday nights. And then the episode comes out a little bit later to everyone else. That episode is now available to everyone on YouTube and podcast platforms. But if you do want to join the community, uh, we've got a Discord chat. We've got um, fixture grids. We've got player watch lists and this cool community is probably my favorite part so if you want to join that there'll be a link in the description below with how you can join the patreon aston villa so they've got a very good game week 17 set of fixtures so sheffield united at home manchester united away and their home form has been brilliant so they're on a nine game unbeaten run as it stands already but they've also had nine straight wins at home. Um, Sheffield United have been poor um, this season. They have got Chris Wilder back, so might have a little bit of a new manager bounce. Um, didn't do very well against Chelsea, but I think Aston Villa should do very, very well in that one. So this is going to be a really good game to target. Man United away from home. Man United have been questionable. They'll be They'll be happy with that clean sheet against... Uh, Liverpool, but I still think Aston Villa can do some damage there. Game week 18 is a single at home to Burnley. Don't have to mention their home form again. And Burnley have been poor. Game week 19 is an away FA Cup game against Middlesbrough. And game week 20 is an away game in the Premier League against Everton. So I think this looks like a very good run, both for attack, um, the likes of Watkins and defense also we've got some really good options so we'll cover them now so um also they're through in europe as well um i think they've went through top so they won't have to play the, the game beforehand um and middlesbrough is an okay fa cup draw as well but ollie watkins 4.6 million um i think he'll be joining quite a few more teams this week especially with the uncertainty around harland also if you've got isak 
and you've just had two blanks out of him, you'll be looking at Watkins. I think if you've got Darwin Nunes, you're probably going to be looking at Watkins. So I think his ownership is really going to jump this week. Uh, 4.6 million. He's got 11 goals, 9 assists. And he's got 20 attacking returns from his last 22 games played. So he is on really good form this season. He's fourth for shots on target. Um, interestingly, behind Darwin Nunes. Darwin Nunes has had more shots on target than Ollie Watkins. Um, but he just tends to kick him out of the keeper and not in the goal. And it's just a shame that he doesn't have penalties, really. Because I think... I think um, oh, who is it? I've gone blank here. Douglas Louise takes the penalties. I think he scored four pens. So Ollie Watkins, if he was on pens, could have had another four more goals added to his tally. But he's still the third highest striker behind Haaland and Salah. And I do think he is going to do really well in this run of games. Potentially the best captain pick also um, in game week 17. Um, I'm... Looking to possibly bring him into my team. I think I'll be bringing him in this week. Um, defensively, Konsa, 3.3 million. I still don't think he's the most exciting pick, but 3.3 million. He's just reached 100 points. Um, he's been playing off the right and taken Matty Cash's spot um, with Pau Torres and Diego Carlos playing as the centre-halves. But Pau Torres went off injured in the last game, so maybe Konsa goes back to centre-back. But either way, he's got 29 bonus points from 23 games, uh, which is ridiculous. The most bonus points of any defender, ahead of Trippier and Trent for bonus. Um, and he's averaging a 4.3 points per game. So I think he's a real good uh, player just to have in, and especially with these fixtures as well. I know they'd been a bit frustrating, Aston Villa, with their clean sheets. They didn't keep any for ages. Everyone took them out for Arsenal and City, and then they kept clean sheets against the two toughest teams to play but it's just the way it goes sometimes but Sheffield United, Man United, Burnley they're not scoring a ton of goals Middlesbrough, Everton oh, there's got to be clean sheets in there for Concer. Um Moreno at 2.4 million now I think this is still one to watch he got a goal and 10 points um, in that 2-1 win against Brentford but Digne was, I think, suspended for that game. So that's why Moreno played at left back. Emery loves Moreno, though. So I do think that Emery would have wanted to have Moreno as his first choice. But he just hasn't been fit for most of the season. Uh, it's 2.4 million. But maybe this um, is the start of him being the first choice left back. We'll have to wait and see. I wouldn't do anything yet. But he will be an interesting option if he does get a run of games. Um, and then Bailey, 3.2 million. He grabbed another attacking return this week. He got another assist. He's on eight assists for the season and six goals, 96 points. Amazing returns. Um, I just don't quite like the look um, of the rotations they do. So he rotates quite a lot with uh, Diaby um, and early subs as well. So he came on in the 65th, but Emery does seem to make a lot of subs and... Bailey is one of the ones that does fall victim to early subs at times. So I wouldn't go there, but I think we do have to highlight how good he's been for attacking returns. On to Chelsea. Uh, this is an awkward one. So they've got really, really good fixtures. Um, obviously just beat Newcastle in the Carabao Cup. I don't think they were convincing. Um, they had a good win against Sheffield United though. 2-0. Um, Cole Palmer was brilliant in that one. 
Um, and then the fixtures look good. Uh, Wolves away, Crystal Palace home, Luton away in game week 18. Game week 19, you've got Preston in the FA Cup. And now they'll have a Carabao Cup semi put in there. And then in game week 20, they've got Fulham at home. And then they'll have the second leg in that week. So extra fixtures for uh, Chelsea. They're on five currently. I think that will jump up to seven now. Um, so they're going to be doing well for both fixture ease and fixture volume as well. So that's the, the bit that seems pretty straightforward and good but the more difficult thing is actually choosing the players from Chelsea um, because Cole Palmer and Sterling are probably the two standout or go-to picks I think Palmer's been better but both the both of them are on the four yellow card uh, tightrope and I think it was I think it was 19 if you get your five yellows within the first 19 games you'll get the suspension but after that it ups to 10 yellow cards well the 19th game is that crystal palace game um so i think if they pick up their booking in the wolves game they'll obviously miss crystal palace and if they pick up the booking against crystal palace they'll miss luton but after that if they don't get it in wolves and crystal palace it should reset to 10 yellow cards so they'll be good after that so with these fixtures, I still think it might be worth just taking a chance on it. Um, worst case, they pick it up and they miss the Luton game. And they only have, well, they, that means they won't play in game week 18. But w they'll probably make up for that lack of games that week by having a double in 19 and by having a double in 20. So that's the reason why I think it might just be worth taking the risk. Cole Palmer, 3.2 million. Uh, so he got 14 points, a goal and an assist in that Sheffield United game. And he probably could have had even more. Some of the chances he created. And then there were some quite big misses in that game as well. So he could have come away with probably more than 14 points. Um, he was playing central, like number 10, I think, at the start. And then he sort of switched and played on the right-hand side. And that's where he looked really, really dangerous. Um, so Cole Palmer's looking good. But it's just whether or not... You want to risk that suspension. I like it. I really do like it. I've got fires that I need to put out this week. But I would like to get him in. And I see myself getting him in. In the next week or so. Um, Sterling 3.6. 8 points and assist. Um, done well in the first game. But then struggled again in the Newcastle game. Cole Palmer did as well actually. I just think Newcastle were quite a solid defence in that one. Um, I think Palmer looks the better asset. But. Sterling is still good. Um, just loves a dive. Just loves a dive, though. Um, Petrovic. Uh, I quite like the look of Petrovic. Now, Dubravka makes sense because of the price. He's that much cheaper. Um, what was Dubravka again? 1.6. And Petrovic is 2.4. Now, Petrovic is standing in for Sanchez, who's got an injury. And the Premier League injuries website... Um, I haven't got the exact quote in front of me, but the return date was set to the 31st of January. So we think we should get a bit more time out of Petrovic. And if he does well, will he keep his place? Because I don't think Sanchez has been brilliant. Uh, Sanchez has not been in the squad the last two games through injury. Um, if he doesn't do too much wrong, I think Petrovic could end up keeping his place. Uh, so I do think he's a really good option with these fixtures. 
and extra fixtures with the Carabao Cup um, two-leg semi. So I do like the look of Petrovic, and I'd definitely get him in if there wasn't a Dubravka flying around at 1.6, but it's just a decision to make whether or not you want to get him in. But I do like the look of him over the Chelsea defenders at the minute. Um, if I had to go for a Chelsea defender, it would be Colwell at 2.5 million. I was a little bit concerned because he came off um, at halftime in this game against Newcastle. But it's come out that it was for tactical reasons. They wanted to go more attacking. I think they already were starting four centre-halves in uh, Colwell, Silva, De Sassi and Badia Shiel. Um So they took Colwell off and brought on Gusto for a more attacking approach. Um, but Gusto, uh, so Colwell has been really good. And he even hit three bonus points in the first half alone of that Chelsea-Newcastle um, game. So he's doing fairly well for bonus points um, overall. And he's been pretty nailed in that left-back position. They've got Chilwell still out and they've got Cucurella out. So that left-back position is pretty much his. Um, Gusto, who did come on in the 45th, um, typically plays right back, I think. Um, so we might see him playing more at right back. He's 2.1 million. So if he does start getting a run in the team, um, that could be an interesting enabler. But overall, Chelsea look good. Just all of their good assets have got a bit of a downside. Petrovic looks good, but is he as good as Dubravka for the price? Cole Palmer and Sterling both look good, but it's the four yellow card tightrope. So it's a little bit of a gamble either way. Um, Tottenham Hotspur. So a 2-0 win against Forrest. And Forrest have now sacked their manager as well. So they're to blame for that. Um, they won 2-0 against Forrest. But it was a bit of a frustrating one if you had Son, like me. Just the six points for him. Um, Richarlison, Richarlison done pretty well with nine points. And Kulisevsky got a goal and assist with 15 points. Um, their run looks pretty good. So... Um, the next four or five games, so Everton at home and Brighton away in game week 17. Now, Spurs have been pretty good at home. Everton have been in good form recently, though, so it will be a challenging one. And then Brighton away. Now, obviously, Brighton, typically good. That looks like a tough fixture on paper, but against Arsenal, they gave up a, a lot of chances. Um They've got a few injuries and maybe they've just been struggling a little bit with playing these extra fixtures. So I think there will still be chances there for Spurs. Bournemouth at home looks a good one. And then they've got Burnley at home in the FA Cup, which looks good. Followed by Man United away in game week 20. But no Carabao Cup, just Premier League and FA Cup. And then you've got Son, who is going to the Asia Cup. Um, and it's likely that he misses that Burnley FA Cup fixture because he has to go play a, I think they've got a warm-up uh, fixture beforehand. So Son at 4.6, disappointed with six points, um, but that is quite a high score considering we've got no attack in return. So he got three bonus points in that one, uh, two shots on target, I think it was. And he was playing on the left with a Charleston up top. Um, so probably... Got a few of the bonus points from dribbles as well. Um, he's got he's had 23 shots overall, which is actually just one less than Watkins and Alvarez. But I thought that was quite impressive, seeing as he hasn't had any European football. He's on 10 goals and four assists. And I think if you don't have any other fires in your squad, which is unlikely because there's so many injuries and suspensions at the minute. But if your team is perfect and you have nothing 
you don't think you have anything to do. I do think that he would be a good punt. I brought him in last week, but you just got to be aware that you will end up moving him out in game week 19. But I do still think, looking at these fixtures, Son is going to do well. And I am even still considering him as a captaincy pick this week. Everton home, Brighton away. Um, between him and Watkins, I think it might be for me um, if I do decide to bring Watkins in. Porro, 3.4 million. Now, I'm very interested in Porro, but he's another one that I just don't think I can do the move yet. But I do see him in my team in the next couple of weeks. Uh, he's got six assists. He's got 14 bonus points from 16 games. He's the fifth highest player for tackles out of defenders. Um, third for big chances created out of defenders. And all of that with no European football so far. So very impressive from Pedro Porro. Fifth defender overall for points as well. Someone that I really do want to get in my team uh, before his price gets away from us. 3.4 still feels very reasonable for him. Richarlison. 2.7 million. Um, he's been a frustrating one over the years. Um, 2.7 million is a bargain, especially once um, Son goes away. If Richarlison ends up being the main man there, maybe he's on pens as well without Son. But for the moment, um, seems to be doing all right. So back-to-back -back starts for him. Three goals in two games. He's on five goals and three assists for the season. For me, I think it feels an unnecessary punt at the moment but maybe if you were looking for something around that price point you could go there um, and then maybe he steps up when Son goes away but at the moment for me I think it feels a little bit unnecessary while there's some good attackers about. Kulisevsky at 3.2 had a really good game against Forrest uh, 15 points in that one goal and an assist um, he's got the mask on and he's doing well in it not like Son last year Son put the mask on and hit terrible form, was blaming his uh, mask and his eye injury, but Kulisevsky's pulled on the mask and he's banging. Five goals, two assists, uh, got a goal and assist against Forrest, two shots on target, two big chances created, and one bonus in his both of his last two games. Uh, two shots on target, two bon bonus, sorry, two shots on target, two big chances created, and one bonus in both of his last two games. So he's starting to look like an interesting option. Just my general biases I've had him on quite a few different occasions not this season but he has been a frustrating own in the past uh, so I don't think I'll be going there but we can't ignore that he looks like he's in good form West Ham so like I mentioned they've got some tough games thrown in here um, but they've had back-to-back -back wins now and back-to-back -back clean sheets against Freiburg and Wolves um, I actually haven't put any notes on this but actually they've had Fabianski in goal, which has caused a bit of an issue in all fantasy format formats because Ariola's been a good pick. Well, I'm not sure he's been a good pick, but he's been a cheap pick in most games. Um, Liverpool in the Carabao Cup tonight is going to be a big game because they could end up with extra fixtures. If they do end up winning it, they could have some good double game weeks. So I'll start this game week 17, but Man United and Arsenal. Man United home, Arsenal away. Tough fixtures on paper, but they do just love being a counter-attack inside West Ham. So I wouldn't rule them out of these ones as much as I'd like uh, Arsenal to be a smooth win for us. Um, game week 18, they've got Brighton at home. Game week 19, they've got Bristol in the FA Cup. And then they'll, if they win, have their Carabao Cup game in that game week 19. 
And then Sheffield United away. And then if they win, they'll have the other game added to that week, I believe. So that could end up being a good 19 and 20. Um, but one thing I noticed, um, so before I come on to the teams, West Ham have got four midfielders in the top 10 at the minute. Uh, Bowen, Kudus, Paqueta and Wall Prowse. I just thought that was really impressive. So I've thrown that in there. And I'm going to start with Bowen. Um, 5.3 million. He's on 152 points. 11 goals, 4 assists. He's got another goal against Wolves. Um, he's in my team and I was watching that game. Uh, or Arsenal was on at the time, I think. But I was watching the scores from that game quite closely. It didn't really seem like he was doing anything. He was stuck on 2 points. But he did get that goal. 9 points for Bowen. Um... And I've copied this from the last episode, but I just think it's important with these tough fixtures. He got 14 points against Arsenal in the previous game. He scored against Spurs, he scored against Villa, he scored against Liverpool, and he scored against Brighton all this season. So despite there being tough games coming up, I still think Bowen is a really good pick. 10 goals and 3 assists. Um... Oh, sorry. No, that was from the last one. He's on 11 goals, 4 assists now. Um, but these counter-attacking games are good for Bowen. Third highest for shots on target too. Um, Kudus. Now, Kudus. Um, he was tipped by Connor on his uh, watch list in the Dream Team Tonic community. 4.5 million. So he's not cheap, but he did deliver nicely this week. So 20 points, 2 goals. Five bonus points. He's been brilliant. He's on eight goals, three assists now for the season. Looking like a very, very good sign-in for West Ham. They've definitely got themselves a player there. He also got five bonus points against Crystal Palace earlier in the season as well. So, does love bonus. 20 bonus points from 21 games. But he is going to AFCON in game week 20. Um, so, we'll probably miss that. Sheffield United away fixture but you might still get a couple games out of him if you did want to go there I think we might have just missed it um, potentially Paqueta 4.1 now this is probably one of the episodes where I've one of the only episodes I've left Ward Prowse out but he's been overshadowed by Paqueta and Kudus this week um, Paqueta's got a hat-trick of assists this week so three assists 13 points and three bonus himself and he's on five goals and four assists for the season. And he's got 13 bonus from 23 games. Um, he's now actually only three bonus points, uh, sorry, three points behind James Ward-Prowse, who has been having a decent season. So Paqueta is a solid option. Um, is the second highest player overall for tackles. He's got 65 tackles in 23 games. So he's averaging almost three tackles a game. So you can almost expect that he starts on four points. Um, Two points for the appearance and two points for the tackles. So it is looking pretty good for Paqueta. Then on to Manchester City. Now, I've chucked these at the end. They do just have the one fixture. But there's a few interesting bits going on with City at the minute that I'd like to cover. So game week 17, just the one fixture against Everton. They're missing that first fixture because they're going to be in the Club World Cup final. Um, so just the one game that week, and where it's the second game. So I've got the fixture ticker from FF stuff on uh, FF stuff on the screen at the minute. They don't have a first game, but their game is the second one. So we're not going to get any leaks. 
and that's specifically difficult when it comes to Haaland because either you're like me and you took Haaland out last week but you was expecting to bring him back in or you held Haaland because you thought oh he'll be back for the Everton game but obviously he didn't play Crystal Palace in the last fixture uh, where they drew 2-2 and he hasn't been included in the club world cup um, squad so we have really no more knowledge as to whether Everton is going to be a game that he's there for. I'm starting to doubt it. Um, I'm just getting a feeling that maybe this injury could be worse than we thought. Or they're just giving him an extended break um, to get him back fully fit for the title charge um, second half of the season. But I don't think I want to take a risk on it just for that one game away at Everton. Um, when there are players like Ollie Watkins that have got two good-looking fixtures, Son's got two good-looking fixtures, Salah's just always um, a really good option. So I'm leaning towards not having Haaland unless we hear Pep come out and say, yep, he's training great and I'm going to start him, which he's never going to say. So I don't think we're going to get any more information on Haaland about whether or not he's going to start. Um, I think that will be... Find out the Everton game and look towards that Sheffield United one. Um, another thing that was a bit strange was on the screen I've got Sofa Score, the lineup for the Club World Cup, and they started without a striker. Um, Alvarez was on the bench and just came off the bench in the 65th minute. So could that mean that they were just saving Alvarez a little bit? He did come on, but are they keeping him fresh, ready to play Everton? Um, because they might not have a striker. Who knows? Um, one other thing, Kevin De Bruyne has been training with the squad also, which could spice things up in the Dream Team world. But he did also not make the Club World Cup either, so might be a little way down the line yet. But he is about, he is returning. Um, Everton, Sheffield United, Huddersfield in the FA Cup in game week 19. And then Newcastle away in game week 20. Now that Huddersfield game, normally you'd think cup game, lots of rotation. But they're not playing a ton of games um, compared to some of the other teams. So maybe um, they might go pretty strong in that one as well. But as it stands, I don't think I'm going to say there's any players in particular I'd look to bring in this week. Um, I've got Foden in my team. I'm just going to keep hold of him and just have him for that Everton game because he's been brilliant. And I want to keep him long term. But, yeah, I, I don't think I'd be specifically bringing anyone in for Everton unless it was Haaland and we had concrete information. But I just don't think we're going to get it. Um, so, yeah, Grealish got the goal in that 2-2 with Crystal Palace. Rico Lewis got another and Foden got an assist. But Mateta scored a goal and Elise had a late penalty um, that he took from Foden giving away a foul. So... It's getting spicy in the race for the title. Um, but you know they always come back, don't they? Uh, right, on to my team. So if you've enjoyed it so far, please do leave a like. This is my team at the minute, but we still do have um, Carabao Cup this evening with West Ham Liverpool. I've kept Kelleher in goal, even though he should have really gone last week. Just because I had other things that I wanted to sort out. Um, and I thought that he might get this Carabao Cup game maybe you'll know by now if you're listening in the future but I'm hoping that he might get this West Ham game at home 
I've also got Simicast, I've got Trent, I've got Bowen, and I've got Salah. So up to five game, uh, five players potentially playing tonight. Um, so I'm currently on 81 points, but I hope that will improve this evening. Total is 1,740, and my overall rank, I've dropped out of the top 100. I got to down to like 20th, um, but I've slowly declined out of the top 100. But I'm hoping with Simakash Trent, Bowen Salah as my captain, and a Kelleher masterclass might shoot me back into the top 100. Um, so Simakash got me 11 points, Saliba got me 9, Trent got me 14 happy with that for the back line um anthony gordon with nine points but he went off injured in the newcastle game so might have an issue with him saka five he just stays bone with nine and i'm expecting a bit this evening foden with six so i'm pretty happy with the midfield other than what what could be an injury concern for gordon alexander isak there was no sign that he was injured at all Ever since I've brought him in, he's been crap. Um, I've had him for two double game weeks. I had him for two double game weeks, and he's done pretty much nothing for me. And then just to top it off, this double game week, he hasn't played either game. Uh, I thought he might come back in that second one, but no, no points for Isak. So I want to get him out. Salah captain, twelve points. Um, disappointing first fixture. Usually does well against Man United, but. Didn't happen this one. West Ham tonight. And then Son. It was a 50-50 for me between Son and Watkins. But I just liked the look of Son. Um, but just the six points. And I think, what did Watkins go on to get? He did score, was it an eight or a nine? Ollie Watkins, nine points. So three points lost. Not as bad as it looks. Um, and I'm happy to keep Son. And I think I'll probably will be bringing in Isak. So Fires. My fire's at the minute, so Isak, obviously, not playing, playing crap. Gordon, playing well, but now he could have an injury, but he's been picking up injuries every bloody week, and he still ends up playing. Um, Trent, Saliba, Simicass, all fine, but Kelleher needs to go. Um, so, Isak, I could take Isak either out for Ollie Watkins who faces Sheffield United and Man United. I like the look of that one for Ollie Watkins. Or if we get some sort of concrete news on Haaland playing, which I don't think we'll get, it would be Haaland back in for Isak. Um, at the moment, as it stands, I think it's probably going to end up being Watkins because I, I just don't see that Haaland's going to be back. Um, and then the goalkeeper situation, that would be my second fire to put out, um, maybe first. Dubravka or Petrovic, I've mentioned in this video. Um, Dubravka, obviously 1.6 is the cheaper option. He's got some good fixtures. I think Petrovic's fixtures are better. But it's whether he's worth the 0.8, is it, more? Um, which makes it tough. Um, so it's between those two for me. I think I'm leaning towards Dubravka. But I will still keep an eye on it um, and try and work things out. Because I, I do like the look of Petrovic. But then the downside of... Both of them, the Bravka could get replaced in January and Petrovic could get replaced in January when Sanchez comes back. So both of them do have a little bit of baggage. Um, and then I don't think I'm going to have to make a move on this one with Anthony Gordon. But if we do get some sort of news that Anthony Gordon is definitely ruled out, 
I may have to look to move him on, um, which I didn't really have a midfielder that I particularly wanted to go for to replace him. Um, the only way I see this happening is if we get confirmation that Gordon is out and then Eddie Howe says that, oh, you know what, Isak is doing well, and he actually could be back, then maybe I just have to stick with Isak and replace Gordon. But, yeah, it's not ideal. Um, if I was to take Gordon out, it would be for Palmer from Chelsea in the midfield. Although he is on four yellows, I just think he'll still do well. And I would just hope that those four yellows will be safe for two games and then it'll go up to ten. Or I could change formation um, and change it to a 4-3-3, drop Gordon back and maybe go for Konsa or Porro. Um, both of them doing well for bonus. Porro good for attacking returns, but Konsa's got really good um, fixtures. That's roughly what I'm looking at at the minute. Um, I've changed my team at the minute just to give you a rough look at what it could end up looking like. Uh, Dubravka, um, if I go Dubravka in goal, um, and then Isak out for Ollie Watkins would leave me 4.1 million in the bank. And then if I wanted to get Haaland back in, um, it's pretty much a straight swap. I could afford to do Watkins um, straight back to Haaland. Or Son would be the more logical one because he goes to Asia Cup. Son back to Haaland could afford it in one move. Um, but if I did go Petrovic in goal, it might be a little bit tighter. Um if I put Petrovic in goal, I think I get 3.3 million left in the bank. And then that only gives me the exact money as it stands to swap Watkins or Son back to Haaland. But if any of the price changes don't go the way I want them, um, I could get priced out of doing it in one move. Um, but I would just have to downgrade elsewhere if that was the case. Um, but yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Um, I reckon... I. I see myself going for this one. I'm undecided on the captain pick yet, though. Um, I think Watkins, Salah and Son are all really good captain options. Watkins, that Sheffield United game just looks too good to turn down. And Man United haven't been great. Salah, I don't think he'll do really well against Arsenal. Well, I hope he doesn't do well against Arsenal. Um, but it's still at home. And that Burnley away game, that will look like a really good one to target. They play a high line. Salah will love that. Um, and then Son also, um, Everton at home, Brighton away. Uh, Brighton have been giving up quite a few chances when they at least did against Arsenal. And then Spurs have been pretty good at home. So I am undecided on this captaincy at the minute. I think uh, at the minute I've got it on Son, but I think I am leaning towards Watkins at the moment. Um, but still a few games to go. Um, but that is my thinking at the minute. Let me know if you've got any dilemmas for game week 17. Um, if you would like any advice or anything like that, just drop a comment on this video. Or you can message me on Twitter, at DreamTeamProf. Um, but that is pretty much it for this episode. So thank you very much for watching. Um, please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel if you're not already. Uh, do check out the Dream Team Tonic podcast. I'll leave a little link to that at the end of this video. And just have a good Christmas because this is the last episode before Christmas and I will we'll be putting out an episode um, oh when will I do it probably maybe on 20 maybe on Wednesday the 27th or maybe on Friday the 29th I've not decided yet I'll be eating mince pies drinking mulled wine um, and I'll make my decision then but I think I'll keep it as a smaller episode maybe a slightly shorter one but 
yeah, have a good Christmas and I will see you on the next episode. Thanks for watching. Goodbye. Sports Social Podcast Network.